You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. So sports may be hard to come by at the moment. Nothing's permanent. I'm not saying it's permanent. But the Dan Patrick Show is impossible to miss. From our podcast to YouTube to the iHeartRadio app. Listen any way you want, anytime, anywhere. Get away from me. Probably at your house. I'm just going to make some assumptions. Dan Patrick. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. Hank Aaron, Hall of Famer. I've been watching you show you, you're doing a magnificent job. Bringing you the biggest guests and best sports talk on air. Daniel Jeremiah, star of the NFL Network. If you could get a totally honest answer with Tom Brady on any topic, what would you want to know about? Tom, if you were the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens with their personnel, how many Super Bowls would you have won there? I bet you if he told the truth, he'd say 10. Really? You've got the, arguably the greatest middle linebacker of all time, arguably the greatest free safety of all time, but what top three left tackle in NFL history in, in Jonathan Ogden. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. He just blew my mind there. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching, if you're listening. Jim Nance will join us on loan from CBS Sports. Where would he be today? I know he would be in Augusta. Would he be at the tournament? Would he be broadcasting today at 11 o'clock Eastern? So Jim will join us coming up here in a moment. And what does he think Augusta is going to look like in November? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. A couple things to mention here. We spent some time talking about Howard Stern's interview with Tom Brady. There were a couple things that stood out, more on the personal side, because the professional side, the Patriots side, I didn't think I would get much out of that, and I didn't. Now, people said, do you really think that Tom Brady doesn't care about his legacy? This is what Brady told Howard Stern. I never cared about legacy. I mean, I I could give a about That's never, I never once when I was in high school said, man, I can't wait for my what my football legacy looks like. I mean... That's a very, it's just not me. That's not my personality. So why would I choose a different place? It's because it was just time. I don't know what to say other than that. Like I had done everything. I accomplished everything I could in two decades with an incredible organization, incredible group of people. And that will never change. And no one can ever take that away from me. No one can ever take those experience or Super Bowl championships away from us. He's vague when, when he talks about this. You know, when, when you're saying it was just time, well, it, something happened for it to become time. What are the series of events that led up to that? That's what I was curious about. Yeah, it was time. He, you know, it run its course. He, he just wanted to have fun and uh, try something new. But time is vague. It was time. But what led up to that? Is there a way they could have salvaged this? That's what I want to know. Uh, the other thing is he talked about he was a victim of what is part of the reason for the success of the Patriots. Everybody's interchangeable. And he talked about Belichick, you know, doing that. Belichick's a businessman. Tom, you would take it personally. Bill did this to everybody from good players, great players to, you know, average players. And uh, Brady talked about that. I'm not going to respond to every rumor or assumption that's made other than 
what his responsibility as coach is to try to get the best player for the team, not only in the short term, but in the long term as well. So what I could control was trying to be the best I could be in both of those situations also. So I got into uncharted territory as an athlete because I started to break the mold of what, you know, so many other athletes had experienced. So I got to a point where I was old, I was an older athlete and he started a plan for the future, which is right. what his responsibility is. And I don't fault him for that. I and mean, that's what he should be doing. That's what every coach should be doing. Yeah, and Tom's dad talked about this a couple of years ago, saying that his son would eventually be the victim of, you know, the same thing that Belichick did to all of these players. And you can run down the list. They had great players, and Bill would get rid of you a year early. We always applauded him. He'd get rid of you a year earlier than later. And that's what they did with Tom Brady. In, in Belichick's mind, I'm a businessman. And we were in the business. We were in the business of winning Super Bowls for 20 years. Now I'm going to be in business with somebody else to try to win a Super Bowl. Same thing with Richard Seymour, with Ty Law, with Lawyer Malloy. Run down the list of players who have played there. Bill Belichick is a cutthroat businessman. The employee takes it personally. Belichick doesn't because he can't. Yeah, Paul. The one thing I'd like to know, and I don't think Howard would ask him this, to this deep of a sports question, but did Belichick side with Garoppolo a few years ago, and that set up where we are today? Like, I, I believe that Belichick wanted to go with Garoppolo and move on from Brady at some point. Robert Kraft said nope and put a stop to it, and that led Brady to where we are today with Tampa, that he said, okay, you tried to move on from me a few years ago. Now I'll move on from you. But I don't know if Howard Stern asked about Deflategate. I, I didn't. It was a two-hour interview. Uh, but if you say, all right, you're, you're done with the Patriots, you've moved on, um, how did you feel when it didn't, you know, it didn't seem like your owner and coach backed you? Start there. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you think those footballs got deflated? You know, okay, so I'm, I'm interested a l- little bit in that. But I think really the gold was, you know, it was Tom Brady the person because Tom Brady the football player is really good at not telling you anything about Tom Brady the football player. He wasn't that good in trying to shield the you know questions from him and his wife. That, to me, was really interesting, where he was going to OTAs and she's saying, no, 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 it's, it's voluntary. I want you here holding up your end of the bargain. That, to me, I found really, really interesting. And then there's a quote, uh, Al Michaels, who will join us tomorrow. Al said the Patriots were 8 no, and they sat down with Brady, and he said, I'm the most miserable or unhappy 8 no quarterback. So people knew it. People felt it. Uh, I guess we just didn't want to believe it. Jim Nance, lead play-by-play voice of the Masters, the NFL and CBS, NCAA Final Four. Man, he would have been busy this week. Instead, what's your schedule like? (laughs) You know, every day you come up with creative ways to try to make it a little bit different. (laughs) What it is. And uh, by the way, hello, friend. Hello, friend. And uh, all friends there, Dan and everyone, it's, um, it's a constant living reminder of where I'm supposed to be. And it's a wonderful thing. People have good intentions about it, but it happens throughout the day. And I think once we get through Sunday and the final day of the scheduled Masters, I can go back to where every day I don't get flooded with things that make me live in the past. 
Uh, It's difficult to live in the present because I've went through the NCAA tournament virtually every day. Hey, you would have been going to the regionals this week. (laughs) Hey, how, um, how are things down in Atlanta? Yuck, yuck, yuck for the final four. How's one shining moment shaping up? And now, of course, we've transitioned to uh, already today. Uh, Were you out there for the honorary starters this morning? (laughs) uh, You know, it's uh, where would you be uh, right now at at 1108 East Coast time? (laughs) Where where would you be physically? I would physically uh, I would have been on the ground since 715 ish to make sure I was in place to watch Jack and Gary hit the ceremonial first shot. Uh, I've been going to Augusta since 1986, Dan, and I've never missed that moment, that ceremony, going back to the days of Sarah's and Nelson and Snead, and then, of course, Arnie with Jack and Gary, and now it's Jack and Gary, and uh, I've never missed it. I just love that moment. It's uh, it's uh, so heavy with nostalgia and and paying tribute to the heritage of the game, and that's one of my honestly, it's one of my favorite things of the whole year. I get into things that people say, what are your favorite sporting events? Is it calling this? Is it calling that? Um, I love things like the NFL schedule release. Those are my favorite kind of sports shows. The draft, uh, the NCAA bracket release, the uh, opening tee shots at Augusta. Um, Those are my favorite things uh, along the way. I'm not going to break out into Julie Andrews from Sound of Music and sing my favorite things, but they are my favorite things. (laughs) Well, and uh, I would have missed that. Uh, right now at 11.08, uh, the, the, the round is, is well underway. And uh, who knows, I, I, depending on who had a hot hand early, I might have walked out and, and saw someone play um, late stages of their first nine or even as maybe the first groups are approaching Amen Corner. Uh, we would have been going through some meetings. We wouldn't have been coming on the air with our with our partners from ESPN for another three to four hours. So, um, lunch is on the near horizon, which is my one chance to sit down and really kind of catch up with Lance, our great producer through all these years, where we kind of start game planning what we're going to do the rest of the day. But by the way, while you have me in the moment, you have me on the grounds there, I've got the late night show tonight. So I will be uh, uh, here, so to speak, since uh, 7.15, and we'll be uh, leaving the property uh, closer to uh, 11.30-ish after we finally feed the late night highlight show. Oh, man. Uh, and I love every minute of it. You know, I, I do. I just, I'm just, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have that sense every day of awareness, Dan, of where we were supposed to be. And by the way, maybe in here somewhere today, I would be on the phone with you anyway. We normally, we normally do something true. about this. Time. Well, we do the Jim Nance sound alike contest, which you're going to win because you're the, unless we move it to November, and then I'm thinking, you, will. you know, hello, friends, yeah. and then dogwoods and foliage, which we normally don't hear at Augusta. Can you drop foliage for us in November? Uh, I haven't worked mentally on how that's going to sound or okay. thought about the right. optics of what that's going to look like. I'm just hopeful, like everyone else, that uh, this sports part of our universe, which uh, which this country loves, and it's a rabid sports nation, I uh, just hope that by the time the new schedule for the Masters, November 12th through the 15th. We are well into the sports world being back and operational. Um, yeah, and how about the fact that there'll be a Masters in November, and, of course, you'll circle back around and five months later have uh, a second one, so two in five months. You're going to be running a lot of satellite contests in the span of five months. Which one? I know it's tough. It's like choosing which child you like best, but which do you miss the most, the Masters or the Final Four? 
No, it really is. It's um, it, it's impossible to say which one you miss the most because it's basically a very clever way, Dan. I give you major props for that. Have asked me which one I love the most. Thank you. Um, and I, <laughs> we've been down this road uh, a few times, but I, it really is difficult to um, not be at Augusta right now. Now I live through all of March, as I said, um, longing to be. Um, wherever the site might have been, starting with uh, the Big Ten tournament. I got to do one game, a regular season game at my alma mater, which meant a lot to me down at Houston. It's an unbelievable chance to go back on campus. But sitting with Bill Raftery, Grant Hill, working with Tracy Wolfson and our crew, I love it. I love it. But Augusta runs so deep uh, through my veins, It's um, it's it was the thing that uh, most, I think, um, inspired me to want to one day be in this industry as a young kid, just listening to the storytelling and seeing the visuals that came out of Augusta. I, I was just uh, crazy in love with the event. And that, that's all I ever wanted to do since I was 11 years old. I wanted to work uh, for CBS one day. Uh, and at that time, if, if uh, I was really being uh, right out in the open about it, I, I, I was really molded into, into a aspiring young broadcaster pretending pretending because of the way CBS presented golf and the NFL. I loved uh, hmm. the NFL coverage back in those days, and those two sports really had me uh, as a crazed, obsessed CBS fan. And um, I'm so so thankful that I've had a chance for my life to, to somehow uh, follow that path that uh, I could only dream of as a young kid. CBS Sports announced its updated programming for Saturday, April 11th, Sunday, April 12th. They will feature the final rounds of the 04 and the 2019 Masters tournaments. Two classic tournaments featured victories from Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. I heard that you spoke to both Phil and Tiger recently. What did you talk about? We didn't speak. We spent hours, actually, taping uh, each of their lookbacks. Phil will be on Saturday, the 2004 rebroadcast of of, uh, Phil's first green jacket and it was an amazing day i had never looked back at that day of golf or that broadcast i should say and phil uh is in maybe every third segment calling golf with me for at times stretches of 15 minutes maybe longer uh very generous both of them with their time and just exceptional insight from them both and we were with uh, all day, all yesterday morning uh, with with Tiger starting at uh, 8 o'clock my time out here in California. And I'm on my computer at Pebble Beach. And uh, Tiger was on his at his home in Florida, just like uh, Phil had been from his home down uh, south of me here in California. And we just did the whole Zoom treatment with uh, the broadcast running in a center box on our screen. And we called golf. And same thing, Tiger, this was not an interview. This was uh, several hours of pouring over tiny little details about how it got done, key situational moments. What were you thinking? And we're just following along the broadcast feed, Dan. So there were no edits. There's no later post edit. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the broadcast feed with the broadcast audio as an undercurrent. And what I thought was pretty amazing is uh, – how both of them transitioned into like the analyst role uh, so smoothly. So I could be, for Hmm. example, 
Tiger's standing on the tee at 12, which we all know last year's tournament, that was really the pivotal point in the entire and final round. Four of the last six players hit it in the water, including the other two in his group, Molinari and Finau. So Tiger's pondering what to do. Francesco's already hit it in the water, playing with him and being up first. Then uh, there's, a, there's a cut to Xander Shoffley hitting his second shot. He's right in the mix. He's hitting his second shot at 13. So you know, I steer the commentary. Let's go to 13. Here's Shoffley now going for the green in two. And, and Tiger just went right into some commentary about Shoffley's skill and his ability <laughs> and, and him being in the mix and hearing the roars from over at 13. Actually, it was, it was K.J. Choi and Ernie Els who were, who were over at 13. And what was circling in his head because he heard the reaction from, from over at 13 and heard the roars cut back to Tiger's shot at 12. Move ahead to Brooks Kepka over here at 14. Can't wait for birdie. And uh, <laughs> it, we, we did this through the course of the final round. <laughs> Not every segment. You're, ama- you, uh, but... you're amazing. You're, you're a machine. <laughs> no, you are. You are. That, that's great. So that'll be coming up uh, this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Are you in your office? I am. It's, okay. Uh, okay. Can you do it? It's in a bad state right now. Can you do me a favor? It's been turned upside down as I've been trying to turn into a studio doing these Zoom shows. So uh, I, I need some. I need some serious. I'm going to have the time though to, to reorganize. What am I looking for? Okay. Could you could you do us a favor? You're going to do you're going to do the nation a favor. Oh. Okay. I need you to to get up. I need you to go into the backyard and turn on the Augusta music. <laughs> and... Oh, that's problematic. Why? You know why? I, I, I access it off my phone. Now, I'm not sure that I can. Oh, no. You know, let me see if I can. That's okay, okay. Interesting. Can I do a phone call and go to my Sonos? I'm walking out of my office. Okay. Out my front door. Okay. All right. Beautiful view, by it's the way. Overcast. Well, thank you. Overcast day here at Pebble. It is so <laughs> quiet here. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm doing a scene. We call this a scene set. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Okay, no, continue. Continue. To stay. The skies are overcast as we welcome you to the opening round of the Masters. You want a tradition unlike any other in here? Absolutely. And this tradition unlike any other. Okay, I'm putting you on speaker. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's go to this app. This is really exciting and a little nerve-wracking because I'm not sure I can pull it off. Just loading up. Okay. Do you got a wedge there a with you? Memories. A lot of good. What's that? You got a wedge with you? Uh, I don't. Oh. I don't. Get Jackson to go get you one. Or Jameson. Uh, Jameson. Uh, Jameson, go get. Go. I'm thinking of my son. Go get Jameson. So you're. I, are, you, are you? My little Jameson uh, is sleeping in this morning. Okay. All right. So. Can we Let get? Let me see. It says Wi-Fi isn't connected. Oh. Um, fix it. I think I might have been. What a shame. This could have been epic. It Let's could not have. give up on it yet. If I had given you a heads up, that might have helped you. Would have been all over it. Yeah. Would have been on already. You know, I blame Fritzy. I miss you guys up here. Yeah, you know, I we know. didn't have our annual shootout. So, so Andrew. McLovin. Andy is uh, McLovin <laughs> is still the uh, is still the champ. I know, I know. Oh, well, that's from you. 
Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's, that's our backup. No, I want to hear it from your backyard. There's a difference in backup and backyard. So do I. Jim's got great so sound system I. there. Are, are you? I, I'm starting to see some promise here. Okay. Don't give up on me. No, no, never. Now, I want to give you a little jolt here. Okay. As you said, we're doing this as a favor to the nation. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to give you instead. If it comes out, okay. we'll start with this and we'll end with the melody, okay? Okay. Let's see if this works. Okay. Come on now. It's, it's, it's hourglassing, Dan. This is our one shining moment. This, this will have to be a great substitute for I had it all the way to the music cut. Unable to play. <laughs> Unable to play, it says. Never had that come up before. It has to be because I'm on the phone. Okay, we're going to play the music, and I'm going to okay. let you act as if the Masters is happening right now. So I, I, I don't feel right about it. It's Do your well, best. Maybe we should just do a little bit. We'll just try to do a little bit. But Okay, here we you go. Know, I'm going to do it under the heading of this, Dan. We're, um... yeah. Friends, welcome to Thursday at the Masters. Our hearts and thoughts go out to all of you, and I'm being very serious. This has been the most fascinating time for any of us in our lives. And we're going to get through this together, one step at a time. Stay safe, stay home, stay healthy. God bless you all on this holy week, and we'll look forward to seeing you in November. That was golf applause. Now, I, I, you know what I've done? I've shut myself out. I've locked myself out of my home. <laughs> I was trying to go back to my office. Oh, um, you know, we, we had to deliver uh, <laughs> the message above all that's in the heart because these are uh, these are the wildest, craziest, and um, it's just you know it's really sad times. But I do want to bring back some optimism and some hope. That's what spring is all about, right, Dan? I yes. mean, yep. you look it up. Spring is a season of renewal. It's all about hope. And you got Tony Romo back? Yeah. Well, you never lost him, yeah. but you got him back? Yeah, he never went anywhere. Where, where did he go? <laughs> he went to the bank. <laughs> There's news for me. <laughs> okay. He's still at the bank. <laughs> Hello, uh, Cash. <laughs> Hello, we're, ATM. We're, we're having a lot of uh, back and forth uh, by text every day. I love the guy. Uh, and he's uh, he's down uh, sheltering with his home in Dallas. And... Uh, yeah, I'm so happy that that all worked out. We've got uh, many things. Uh, and listen, there are so many people right now that are suffering. And uh, it's it's why your show, and to be able to make people laugh a little bit and be able to still have a, a, a place in the sports universe is why it's so important. Because, uh, you know, you, you, need, you need certain things to keep you uplifted. So if that's where your role serves. You keep going on. I mean, I'm sitting here on the sidelines. I've got nowhere to go. And I'm making um, 
the most out of this situation. I've never in my life, never in my career ever had this kind of time with my family. And uh, we're, we're aware of how horrific it is, particularly back in New York, but all over the number of thousands of people that are affected by it. And, you know, we, uh, our, our family is, uh, you know, we're a prayerful bunch and we're, we're really thinking everybody at this time. And it's just nice to be able to get on the phone, talk a little bit, laugh a little bit. Uh, but I, I do want to say this. I, I spent a lot of time watching and listening and more importantly, coming up with my own conclusions on these, uh, data spots, data places that are making projections and where are we going to go? Where's the, what, where is the, the peak? When's the flattening of the curve? All these things we've really learned about as a nation. Mm-hmm. And th- this is the tough weekend, Dan, as you know, this is like, this is when it's supposed to be at its peak in the next few days. If you look at that data that, that Bill Gates funds that university of Washington study and, Thankfully, they've brought their numbers down, their projections significantly. They've adjusted twice in the last week. And, um, again, I'm just an amateur at this, reading this stuff and printing it out. It's it's really easy to go online and find it. But uh, you look at these curves and everything, and if we all keep doing what we're doing, it's really key. We don't let go of it now. You stay at home. Stay away from others. Keep the six-foot distance when you have to go to the market. All these things that we're practicing, if we do this, uh, I can't speak to what this means as far as rekindling the, the sports universe, but I can tell you this. As a society, the numbers uh, are going to drop, drop, and drop significantly and fast. And we'll have a summer where uh, it's our hospitals are not going to be anywhere close to what they have right now as far as being populated. And uh, we're at least going to have a, a stretch. I can't speak to the seasonality of it, but things are going to get better soon. That's my interpretation of what I look at at the numbers, and I'm hearing a lot of these experts, and I would love to meet these these folks like Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, who uh, never get a day off and are trying to lead us through science. Uh, they, this is the, these are the sites and the data that they look at, but it's 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 a tough time right now, but it's trending, it's trending because uh, we're doing the right things in a very positive way, and I'm I'm excited about that. I can't wait for all of us to be able to uh, go to our next chapter in our lives. Uh, Dan, for you, you keep working. Did but you get back in the house? I'm, I'm still try, I'm trying to find an opening. <laughs> the house is still asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wandering around my driveway right now. Are, but, you, uh, are you in your robe, I'm your pajamas? To, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm, I'm already actually uh, dressed for the day, showered and dressed and and ready to go. Hey, it's Thursday at the Masters. What do you think? Uh, but I want to say this, because I think this is relatable for people. We've hit this pause button uh, on on life, all of us. Never saw it coming. And, you know, we now got a sense of things that we kind of rushed through maybe more than we had in the past. I mean, I, I through all the gloom, uh, I feel so thankful to be able to have this time with my, my wife and kids. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. And maybe they're, they're still crazy at this point. But you're going to have a time in your life when you're going to look back and say, I got to, you know, I got to really play with my kids for a long stretch. And now as you, again, recalibrate and you go back and figure out what you want to do, uh, when you get back on the treadmill of life, uh, maybe we allocate our time in a little better fashion than we did before. And we don't rush through things. And um, 
you know, that's that's what I'm going to do out of all of this. It's going to try my best to figure out even more ways to cut corners, to stay at home a little longer, get back a little faster, do the things that are important to my children because it, we're on the run all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this has been such a reality check for uh, for us as a nation and all citizens of the world, and uh, we're going to learn from this. Well, thanks for being a good sport. Hopefully you get inside and uh, call us if you get bored, Jim. We're always here for you. I'll leave you the light on for you. <laughs> I just, the biggest bummer of all is I couldn't play the speaker out of the back. I Oh, well, we, I know we've got to go, but I could have done it through my – my wife's computer in the kitchen. Yeah. Next, that's what I next, done. next time we'll rehearse. No, I like it better raw. Like <laughs> yeah, that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Here's the thing. Hey, Courtney's up. I'm on with, I'm on with your great friend, Dan Patrick right now. Could you, because <laughs> she says you're making it so like I'm so lazy. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do this again. All right. We'll, we'll tell Courtney, I said hello. And thanks again, Jim. Dan says hello. And I was going to play it through her computer, but I didn't know how to get in the house. And now I have, you've got to go. Thank you. I've got to go practice some more music, uh, narration. Thank Put you. Put the melody on. See you, Dan. All right. That's uh, Jim dance. Hello friends. Goodbye friends. It's a uh, 20, 20, goodbye friends. 28 after the hour back after this in the Dan Patrick show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You check things all the time like email, your Instagram, but what about checking something as important as your credit? Just couple of uh, things I wanted to bring to your attention. LeBron James was talking about the season now on hold and the fact that we might not have a uh, championship decided here, and he talked about that lack of closure. I will have some satisfaction, like I said, on just being with my brothers, being with my, with my guys. Closure, no, but to, to be proud of what we've been able to accomplish to this point, I'll be able to look back and be like, okay, you know, we, we did something special in that small period of time. Yeah, this is a great opportunity, obviously, for LeBron, and they would be the co-favorites. I don't know what Vegas would have with the Bucks and uh, then the Lakers and the Clippers, but a great opportunity, and that's why I was told the NBA tried their best to crown a champion this year. I don't know how that's possible, but that's what they're going to try to do, and I think that they'll limit the number of regular season games, and then they'll limit the number of postseason games as well, but uh, they're, they're bent on doing that. Shaq has a podcast, and uh, Shaq had Joe Burrow on. And uh, Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback, had this to say to Shaquille O'Neal. There is definitely some disappointment. I was really looking forward to, you know, walking that stage, walking that red carpet and hearing my name called. But, you know, I think having it at home with my family is going to be just as good. You know, getting drafted is getting drafted. You know, I don't, I don't really have any plans yet because I don't really know what it's going to look like right now. I'm planning on just sitting on my couch with my parents and watching it on TV, I guess. All right. That's uh, Joe Burrow with Shaquille O'Neal on his uh, podcast there. By the way, check out the DP show store. We've got all kinds of new t-shirts. Quarantine. This is one we have Tampa Bay. 
Uh, the Beer Here t-shirt, we're proud of that. Uh, help aid hourly and service industry workers who have been impacted by the pandemic. Go to danpatrick.com to check those out. Yes, Paulie? I was looking at the NBA season. If the NBA season ended right now with the standings, uh, they are what they are. If you were the NBA, would you play a few games if you could or go with the standings now? Because right now the New Orleans Pelicans are three games out of the eighth spot. And you'd love to have the Pelicans in there round one. Right now they're not. Well, I don't think you could have that strategy if you're the NBA home office of how do we get the Pelicans in the playoffs? I I think you actually do because the Pelicans are having a great second half of the season for them. Yeah, but you can't go, you know what? We were going to have five games, but because the (laughs) Pelicans are three back. Like you could get to the last game and go, you know what? On second thought, we're going to add five more games because we want to get the Pelicans in here. I think you could say it. You could think it. Uh, Fritzy's scoreboard, the numbers are 25 and 18. 25 and 18. Yesterday was 25-19. That's right. Okay, we did have a winner. Uh, Brian Bridges, the big winner, and he gets some DP show gear. So 25-18 today. Relating to today's guests. Okay, so Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, 18 majors, that's the second half. All right. 25. We had Ernie Johnson on. Doctor, was Myron Rolls number twenty-five? There you go. Mm-hmm. The right. number ding, 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 ding. Yesterday and Nicholas. Yesterday was twenty-five nineteen, which was uh, all-star appearances for Hank Aaron. Do you realize he was in? He was an all-star twenty-five times. And some of that was interesting. That number because a couple of years they had two all-star games. Twenty-five so. times. And what was the other nineteen? 19 was Cal Ripken, 19 all-star period. Okay, that's good. From last year. All right, all right, yes. that's good. Uh, let me get to Dave in Indianapolis, who's been on hold for a little while. Hi, Dave. What do you have for me today? And Dave is gone. I think I kept him on hold a little too long there. So we, uh, or do we have him now? Dave in Indianapolis? He's gone, too. All right, Dave dropped. He's probably locked out of his house like Jim Nance is. I think that's so funny. <laughs> I got a, um, a stat of the day here. Um, on this day, 1965, the debut of the Astrodome. Did you have that in this day in sports history, Paulie? Not anymore, I don't. Oh. Okay, the reason why I bring it up, the New York Times called it the world's largest air-conditioned room. 1965, Houston Astrodome. They... The opponent, the first exhibition game was played with the Yankees and the Astros. There were 47,000, almost 48,000 fans, including the president, Lyndon Johnson. Mickey Mantle was put in the leadoff spot so he could have the honor of being the first player to bat in the Astrodome. So he gets a base hit, and then he became the first player to Homer in the stadium. Uh, that was the only run the Yankees had. They lost to the Astros 2-1. Also, I think that they used orange baseballs because there's a glare in there. Players always talked about it. it was hard to catch a fly ball in the Astrodome, but there was a glare in the dome, and they experimented with orange baseballs in that game. But that was 1965 the Houston Astrodome. Oh, Dave is back. Thank God Dave is back from Indianapolis. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dan. What's uh, on your mind? 190, or, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, 5'9", 205. Okay. Okay. And I'm not as 
technological savvy as my kids, just like Jack Nicholas. So, right. <laughs> um, um, and uh, no, I call, I was at the '83 and '84 drafts drafts for the Colts. Oh, you worked for the Colts? And, uh, yeah, I worked for the Colts from um, summer of '82 to 2009. All right. And uh, it was interesting, um, and because of the recession, Jim Mercer let 25 of us go in 2009. Um, and uh, we didn't even have a chance to work from home. So but, it's interesting the way things are playing out now. Yes, it is. Thank you, Dave. Well, it's going to be a virtual draft. All right, we'll come back. Interesting this day in sports history that has to, you know, touches my heart because it has to do with guys who love to shoot and not pass the ball. I have that for you coming up. Also, we'll explore the uh, new game with the NBA horse rules. Like, what are the rules? We'll figure that out as well. Since they borrowed the idea from us, we might as well help them come up with the rules as well. We're back after this. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Justin Herbert will join us on the program as well. What we learn, final results of the poll question, this day in sports history, all of that coming up. Do we have the rules for horse because I wondered, can you? when we had Damian Lillard on, I said, can you dunk here? Are you allowed to dunk? And I'm going to guess when you play horse, nobody dunks. Because if that's the case, Zach Levine, I might put my money on him if he just runs and leaves from the foul line. I don't know who else can run and leave from the foul line and dunk. Yeah, Paul. I did. Uh, they don't have any rules from the NF- NBA yet. But there are some general horse rules. There's some horse competitions out there around the country. And uh, shots can be attempted from anywhere on the court. No dunking is very common with horse rules. Um, If you're left-handed, that player, you you make a shot left-handed, that other player can do it with his dominant hand. There's there's certain universal horse rules. Okay. That should be about it. Have we... Uh, Trey Young's involved in this. Have we seen a, a final roster? And is there any time frame for when they're going to do this? Because I haven't seen that. I just saw that there are a couple of guys who signed up Zach Levine and Trey Young. It would be fun. You know, if you do it real time when you're going against each other, you can see what that person did with their shot. Yeah, Paul. Chris Paul's involved, Trey Young, Zach Levine, and WNBA players, and recent NBA alums are involved. Ooh. Okay. Could that be? So a recent, like Dwayne Wade, would he do it to help out Chris Paul? Ray Allen. Ray Ray. I just saw Ray on TV this morning. He might be dusting Mm. it off. I think Ray will always be ready to shoot. And he looks like he's in great shape. All right, this day in sports history, what do you have for me? Since I, I, I took the big one, the Astrodome opened up and played its first game, the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, Saku Koyville had three goals. No, um, 1912, <laughs> the first exhibition baseball game was held at Fenway Park in Boston. Red Sox versus Harvard in some type of exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1913, Brooklyn Dodgers Ebbets Field open. Here's a weird one. 1945, the NFL officials decreed 
that was mandatory for football players to wear socks in all league games. I didn't know in the early 40s players were going uh, al fresco with their feet, but I guess that was a new rule. That you had to wear socks. Must wear socks, 1945. Okay. That's it. On this day, 1978, final day of the NBA regular season, David Thompson scored 32 points in the first quarter en route to 73 points in a two-point loss to Detroit. At the time, only Wilt Chamberlain had ever scored more in an NBA game. Now, he's doing that because he's trying to win the scoring title. Later that night, George Gervin plays a game where he knows he needs 58 points to win the scoring title. He goes out and almost gets that in the first half. Ice went for 20 in the first quarter, and then he went for 33 in the second (laughs) quarter. He's got 53 at halftime. Then he won the scoring title. Uh, He finished with 63. And he won it barely over David Thompson. The closest scoring race in NBA history, 27.2 to 27.1. But didn't didn't David Robinson do this on the final day of a regular season to beat Shaq in the scoring title or something? Does that sound right? Feels like David put up like 61. Yeah, Paulie. David Robinson scored 71 points. 71. <laughs> April 24th, 1994. Uh, to win the scoring title, he trailed, trailed Shaquille O'Neal by 33 points. He only needed 33 in that game. Oh. But he put the hit the gas. Oh, my God. 71. All right. That was this day in sports history. McLovin, final results of uh, the hard-hitting poll question. Okay, would you rather your kid be a doctor or a pro athlete? 53% said doctor. Yeah. Now, did we ever kind of zero in on your son is going to be the second base? How about the second baseman for the Minnesota Twins? We said the Detroit Tigers, and they won, what, 47 games last year. And then, By the way, I, yeah. I had our backroom guys pulled 11 different players played left field for the Mariners last year, and <laughs> none of us have heard of any of them. How about the second baseman? Brian Dozier's not there anymore. Didn't they, Who's the second baseman for the Twins? I have no idea. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know either. Oh, actually, yeah, I do. It's Jonathan Shoup. Oh, yeah, Shoup. The- there it is. He used to be for the Tigers. That's why I just looked him okay. up. I never heard of him but it, until But today. it's spelled like scoop, isn't it? Uh, it could be. I don't have that information right hand. Isn't it S-C-H-O-O-P? Yeah, yeah. exactly. There it is. All right, uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program. Todd, what did you learn today? Jack Nichols has been busy at home watching Caddyshack, Stripes, and <laughs> other movies during this uh, quarantine period. And he's got all of his golf clubs, except for the most famous golf club he ever used, and that was the putter in the 86 Masters. But he knows where it is. The tennis players at Bill Scanlon, I think he said. McLovin, what did you learn today? Uh, Jim, Jim Nance got locked out of oh, his own right. house. I know. I know. Uh, we should have workshopped that a little bit there. Uh, Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? Uh, I I learned I got the impression Jim Nance might be a little bored while in quarantine. <laughs> it feels like he would be doing play by play for his his kids. He's probably still outside trying to get in. Oh no, his wife woke up. Paulie, uh, what did you learn? I just learned the former NBA players that are going to be in the NBA Horse Challenge: Chauncey Billups, okay, Mike Conley Jr., current former. No, no, he's with the Jazz. Kind of. No, he's with the Jazz. <laughs> he's still a Grizz to me. Uh, Paul Pierce is in. Uh, yeah. All right. What we learned, once again, the Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert will be on the program tomorrow, and we'll talk to the voice of Sunday Night Football on NBC, Al Michaels. Be safe, be smart, talk to you tomorrow.